Girl Daily podcast, written by Stephanie Bond, narrated by Tegan Ashton Cohan, produced by Propeller Sound Studios. September 2nd, Saturday. Thanks for coming down, Detective Terry said. I shifted in the uncomfortable guest chair in his sad office. I expected you to call yesterday. Yeah, sorry. I got pulled in on another case. That explained his bloodshot eyes, I reasoned. The man looked as if he was carrying the weight of the world on his big shoulders. He picked up a giant mug of coffee and took a sip, then glanced at me sideways. Who are you, Miss Culpepper? I frowned. What do you mean? You came to see me, what? Six weeks ago because your mother's bank account was loaded? Since then, you've been connected to a hit-and-run, a missing person, and now, a body. I lifted my chin. I told you I don't know anything about the hit-and-run to Gil Malone's truck. He left that jalopy parked on the street. Anyone could have bashed into it. With a flatbed truck from Home Depot. He peered at me over his mug. How did you know his truck was parked on the street? I pressed my lips together. I... guessed? Uh Uh-huh. And for the record, I added, the missing person and the body were the same woman, so that's really only one thing. He sat back in his chair. I see you're back to looking like you did when I first met you. Yesterday, you looked... different. I shifted in the chair again. It's a woman's prerogative to change her appearance, isn't it? His eyes narrowed. You remind me of someone else I know. I brightened. Is that a good thing? It depends on what day you ask me. He said dryly. He took another drink of coffee, then came back from wherever his mind had taken him and opened a file. So, I'm confused, Ms. Culpepper. How can a woman who works as a parking attendant afford a housekeeper? I shifted again. I can't. Until recently, I was employed in sales and Elena Padilla worked for me then. And that changed? His desk phone rang. He picked up the receiver, then set it back down. I was... Laid off. But my manager is going to rehire me in December, so in the meantime, I'm working for the Anita Temp Agency. For Jean Wu Park? Yes, she's the owner. And that's where Elena Padilla worked as well? Yes. I swallowed. What happened to her? Was she shot? Stabbed? He looked grim. I really shouldn't say but there were no outward signs of foul play. Are you saying she died of natural causes? I'm not saying anything until the autopsy is complete. How long will that take? Could be a few days, could be a couple of weeks, depending on the workload at the morgue and the test the medical examiner decides to run. He took another drink of coffee. You didn't file the missing persons report on Miss Padilla. I didn't have time. I said flatly. Before I could get a chance to file the report, 
I found her body. He nodded. I looked back over my notes the day you called, and you said she'd been missing for about eight weeks. I can't be sure, but that's when she didn't show up to clean my place. His desk phone rang. Again, he picked up the receiver, then set it down. And that wasn't like her? No, and she didn't return my calls. That corresponds with the information Ms. Park gave us on our last contact with Ms. Padilla. So, let's talk about the car Ms. Padilla's body was found in. When did you first notice it parked in the public garage? I squinted. That would be Tuesday, four days ago. And what made you take note of it? It was parked in the coolest part of the garage under a fan. The booth where I worked was so hot, I walked to that area of the garage a couple of times a day for relief. I remember thinking someone had figured out where to park their car to keep it cool. Then the next day, I noticed it again. Did you notify anyone? No. We're supposed to use chalk to mark the tires of cars we suspect are being left overnight, so that's what I did. You didn't look inside the car? I couldn't see inside. The windows were tinted, and a sunshade was in the windshield. He stopped writing. So, the next day the sunshade had fallen, and that's how you were able to see inside? I swallowed. Well, if you want the truth... He gave me a deadpan look. That's kind of a given around here, ma'am. I sighed. Okay, well, the next day, when I realized the car hadn't moved, I tried to look inside and I... bounced on the hood until the shade fell. That's when I saw Elena... Uh, I mean, her body. He frowned. That wasn't smart. If I hadn't done it, that car might still be sitting there with her inside. So, you're welcome, detective. I just mean you should have alerted someone. Now your fingerprints are on the hood. I coughed. And my, uh, face print on the windshield. I kind of fell on it. He sighed. Then I straightened. Wait. If you don't suspect foul play, why are you taking prints? We aren't, yet. The car was impounded pending cause of death. Was it her car? You don't know? I shook my head. I never saw the car she drove. Jinwoo would know. She didn't although she assumed Miss Padilla had a car. We're trying to find out if the Toyota was hers. Have you located her family, her daughter? Still working on it. He put down his pen, then stood. Thanks for your help, Ms. Culpepper. I dreaded the interview, but I wasn't ready for it to be over. I reluctantly pushed to my feet. So, what happens now? We wait for the autopsy, then go from there. My face must have reflected my misgivings because his expression gentled. Don't worry, Miss Culpepper. We'll sort through it. I'll show you out. Stephanie again. 
Just wanting to say, I hope you're enjoying the Temp Girl story. If you'd like to check out other serials I've written, check the show notes for links to ebooks, print books, and audiobooks. But come back tomorrow for more Temp Girl.